0: Part of me almost feels guilty talking about this. And I'm bringing this up because I, if I were listening to this, I would probably feel a little bit of jealousy. Oh, there it is. I can feel it. So, as soon as I say something and I can feel the feels, I'm like, okay, I'm onto something. The jealousy of that's not going to happen for me, that's just for other people. And Mm -hmm. feeling that I don't have the tools, I don't have the resources, I don't have the support. I've been through XYZ and feeling like that it's never going to happen. Because I would have felt like that. So there's a book by the the ladies from the office. I can't remember what it is. I read that book and I thought it made me sad because I wanted that. And I felt like I would never have that. And to anybody that's listening that feels that, I just want to tell you that it will find you if you are open to it. Mm-hmm. And finding the safe spaces, and that's part of what you and I are creating for other women, right? When we the Wake Up Mom Life community, our Facebook group, all of these things that we're doing, we're working to create that to give women the place to connect and have that safe space to find people that are like this that they can connect with, because we know as how powerful it is. Hello there, beautiful soul. My name is Christina Bentel, your guide on this transformative journey with the Awaken Mom Life podcast, where we are rewriting the script on healing from trauma. I have 15 years of experience in personal growth and psychology, and I'm currently pursuing my master's in neuroscience and trauma. And joining me is my insightful co host, Savannah Miller, with almost two decades of healing experience in all things holistic health and experience and somatic healing. We're not just talking about healing, we're living it. We chat about everything from those intense emotional outbursts, mental health, breaking generational trauma, to parental estrangement, and everything in between. All while offering you practical tips, real stories, and a healthy dose of inspiration. All right, welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited to be here with Savannah. We're talking about the reason why we started working together. So recently we started recording this podcast together. I was doing a lot of this on my own. And then when I met Savannah, I decided that I wanted to invite her into this because we just, we work together so well and I have learned that it's really helped my growth process, and we really want to talk about that and why it's important, because we didn't even know it at first when we started all of this, and then it's been a growth lesson for both of us as we've been going through the process and understanding how can we share this with other people, because it has been so significant in our growth journeys i have been going through some really difficult family situations which has a lot attached to it in terms of heavy emotions and trauma and things that i've been healing four days ago is when ick was bad ick and i that's what i've been thinking of it as and it's really helped and i was deep in the ick and i remember picking up my phone and i felt almost like that sense of loneliness for a second that I used to feel all the time of what do I do how do I handle this I just want someone who's there and I'm like I'm gonna text Savannah and I just text maybe five words I'm deep in the ick it was so short and I just needed to be able to share that and I wasn't even sure why I just knew that I needed something and we went back and forth Over the next couple of hours, I went to dinner and I was working through all of this heaviness and just being able to text you and you didn't try to fix things. That's the thing that I think we've been in relationships, unhealthy relationships that are not as supportive. We wind up in dynamics where somebody's trying to fix it for us. I hated it. I didn't like it. But that's all I knew. I know that because. When we're in those relationships, when someone's trying to fix us, we feel like a
1: burden. It makes the ick worse, right? Yeah. I didn't try to fix you
0: because I trust you to fix yourself. But I think even that, like, we're not broken. We're not broken. Like, the language, I remember reading about that because I always felt broken. And I felt like I was fixing myself. But I think it's getting back to the truth. You helped me get back to the truth of who I was. And also just allowed me to be sad and recognize like, yeah, you have every reason to be sad. You have every reason to be in these emotions and that's okay. I'm feeling emotional just talking about it in the sense of I've never had anybody really do that for me before. Maybe a therapist once a week and you pay them and it's a different level of support, but just having a person who gets it.
1: I think that's what healthy families probably provide each other that safe space. And so you would get that with your mom and dad and you maybe you would have that with a sister and brother if you're really lucky too. And so when you grow up without that and then you may have dysfunctional friendships as well, you never are allowed, nobody can handle your feelings. They can't see you upset, stressed. Um, and I think I probably learned this in doing doula work and working with midwives. Is that um, when women are in labor and they're in the throes of labor, we cannot take away any of their pain. Oh, or their my disorder. gosh. We have to move through it. And we're we there to witness that. And that helps. And I can tell you, I remember the moment I figured out how it helps. I was in the middle of active labor and it, it was hurting really bad. And I was looking deep into my midwife's eyes. I was in my birth tub and she was holding both my hands. And I, all I said was, this really hurts. And she said that, yes, it does. And then that was the magic, right? like acknowledgement. Validation. Yeah. And so I just, I went through the rest of that labor saying to myself sometimes, not the whole thing, obviously, but this really hurts. Yes, it does. And I was able to accept that, you know, the pain because obviously it's at home. There's no, like, epidural or anything, so, um, and that's the way people get through natural labor, one of the ways, right, is <laughs> not they're, they're, like, they accept the, whatever they're going to feel. If it's going to be painful, they accept it, they don't try to fight it. Same thing with emotional pain, so any person that's in deep pain, there's no reason not to believe that. I always believe a person when they tell For me you and I, things. we both know the,
0: yes, always. the feeling yeah. of being dismissed yeah. and, and how, painful that is that pain on top of the grief and the heaviness and all the stuff you're feeling and being dismissed as a child with that leads to being an adult who feels like the burden Mm -hmm. and is afraid to express and process those emotions so we shove them down creating so many more problems instead of processing them in the healthy way and that's what our relationship has done i can't speak for you but I can speak for myself, it has opened that door of I can process this in a safe way and I I am safe. I am okay. And I have someone else here that's holding space for me and it's, I'm okay. So we've talked about this too before. You almost can't dream that it's possible having a relationship and a friendship like we have built where you just get it and you're not, wearing a mask you're not hiding yourself you're not constantly on the defense you know that the other person understands you and the magic of that is it's better than you could have ever anticipated just like I've said before my life is is happier in ways that I never I couldn't even fathom I couldn't even dream of and I know that's part of because of the dynamic that we have built together and I should mention this we haven't even known each other what are we going on less than six months Or maybe yes, but there's so much that I've learned in such a short period of time, but also testing the waters and being vulnerable and willing to do it over and over again and recognize what I'm willing to accept in a friendship and just keep looking for it. And I remember I, I've done so much research in the manifestation and part of me was getting to the point where like, it's crap manifestation is crap and especially when it comes (laughs) to trauma but I know the science and I know the energy work and all of those things so I kept telling myself the things that I wanted to find in another person and my therapist was the one who truly helped me see it and when she said these words my mouth just kind of fell open I'm like how have I never thought of this she said to me you just want someone to treat you like you treat them Mm -hmm. oh and when I found that in you It was an easy thing to build instead of those other friendships and relationships where it was a lot of work. I started to recognize even in the past few months of, okay, I know what this feels like. I know what a healthy relationship feels like now. This is really cool. I think I can take this into other relationships and keep building but it was because we found each other in a in somewhat of a safe spot. It was a, one of the trauma-informed groups is where it was.
1: Well, I've realized that trauma-informed people are my tribe, right? Yeah. So I also have some people that are not necessarily trauma-informed, but they are very open-hearted, open-minded people. And um, those people are my tribe too. And mm-hmm. um, also people who are learning and willing, they're willing to grow. So some yeah. people are part of my life who are not trauma-informed and so I'm giving them tidbits at a time now if they can accept and respect the boundaries that I lay in my life then I go okay they're learning and that's kind of like a little tip I learned in therapy and therapy is the first place you learn to have a healthy relationship for some of us right okay yeah, not always
0: yeah I've had unhealthy relationships with therapists I think that's worth mentioning ah. just because they're humans they're humans and that's where we we've talked about before we in the medical community they're humans they make mistakes and, and some people that go into to being a therapist may not have the best intentions I had a therapist one time who was trying to act like my friend and then when I decided that was uncomfortable and I broke away she started doing that trauma bonding thing where she said did I do something wrong and I'm thinking you're my therapist
1: so sometimes not right <laughs> I agree yeah but sometimes that's where we first learn about like how to have healthy relationships it's yeah. so the same for me. I, I was in the um space where I'm like looking for other healthy relationships and work is an area that is specifically triggering to me. Yep, me too. <laughs> yeah. So it's really hard for me to find people I can work with that feel safe for me. And um, that can be really traumatizing, right? If you have to meet it day after day, which you well know because I know your yep. story. So I put myself out there scared. I'm scared, but I do it anyway. And I think, okay, well, let's have a coffee chat with this person and see how we feel together. And I will know. I'll have some indication whether I if I feel like this person would be good to work with or not. But what I really need to do is just trust my gut. And so that's, that's the piece that I'm really strengthening right now. And I'm starting to trust myself in that space where I know that I don't let people in my inner circle that are not safe. So yeah, you and I, we felt safe. I think in our first conversation, I knew what I want to do was build a coaching space around uh, trauma, right? And about healing, resiliency, and breath work. And yet I have to pay the bills. And so I was like, that's a long way off for me because that's a lot of technical things that I'm going to have to learn. And so what I need to do is probably just go ahead and find more, you know, clients that I can copyright for and whatnot. So anyway... When I ran into you, that's where we were. And that was the conversation we we're having. And by the end of the conversation, I knew in my gut, I'm like, I hope this could go way bigger and broader than this.
0: Do you remember in our first conversation, I was just looking for help. Things were starting to take off with a week of mom life. And I knew that I couldn't do it alone, which was a huge thing for me again. Yeah, because I have some of that trauma around in the workspace. And I've always wanted to, I can do this alone. I'll do this alone. Because I didn't want to deal with that trauma over and yeah. over again. But as part of the growth process, I knew I needed to open up a little bit and it was almost like being forced because when the videos were started to take off and I had so many comments and I remember just putting something on my Facebook page saying, I just need some help and I'm looking for somebody that might be able to help, and it might just be small right now and we kind of grow together. And I was so impressed with you right away because I am huge into details and you like did the work to understand what I needed. You went through my videos, you looked at things, and I'm like, okay, she's, her and I, we have a similar work style. So I was already kind of excited, but still nervous. I think like you, I was still nervous. Of I can feel it right now, just talking about it. I've had so much trauma around the workplace and relationships. And a lot of that is people pleasing and feeling like I have to have that mask on in order to survive. And I didn't want that anymore. So when we first connected and we were able to chat and I felt your energy and we were just both very open and I think natural and it, the conversation was just so fluid and I remember thinking to myself wow I hope this is real mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I hope that I hope that she wants to work with me funny thing is the first couple of conversations that we had and I, I think I remember you said you felt the same way I kept thinking to myself oh she's gonna get to know me and She's going to decide at some point that she doesn't like me
1: anymore. The ultimate fear, right? I think that's most people's ultimate fear is that they'll get to know me and they'll realize they don't really like me.
0: Believe at the core, whether it's conscious or subconscious, that's why we don't pursue relationships and friendships because we don't want that feeling of rejection because it can be heavy, especially when you've had trauma and you haven't learned to heal it. So putting yourself out there over and over again is even more scary because that feeling of rejection for you carries a lot more weight, it is so much deeper. I am thankful. I'm thankful that we found each other when we did because it was the synchronicity of we were both looking for similar things at a similar time. And we started doing some of the work together. And the more we felt safe together and let those barriers down, I know that it has immensely helped my growth, especially in terms of relationships, which is something I've known for a long time that I've needed to work on and I wasn't sure how. And it's also prompted us to lean into each other's strengths where you have more of the somatic healing and the holistic healing that I, I know about, but it's not my expertise. And then I have a lot of the other side that you were looking for and we were able to just come together and kind of lean into that with each other. But then, also from the friendship perspective, this weekend where things were feeling really heavy. And most of the stuff that we've done so far has been work. I think that's why I was kind of hesitant, even because we have supported each other on some of the emotional and family things, but it's not been in the capacity of we're just texting as friends yet. I guess I felt like that.
1: It's usually around work, some things, emotion things going on, because it's come up in the workspace.
0: Yeah, it's been as it's yeah. related to the work stuff. And I knew this would come. Then. I knew it would come that
1: we would have, like, I'm just oh, calling. Yeah. Well, when you gave me your phone number, <laughs> it was like, no, now we're just texting whenever we want to. This
0: isn't <laughs> Slack, right? right? It's funny how that evolves. Yeah. So, th- but I truly think this is probably one of the first times where we texted and it wasn't about work, it was truly about support. Like, shouldn't the world be this way?
1: Because it feels so good for me. Like, so when you found me, I found you, whatever, however we want (laughs) to, when fate found us. (laughs) Okay. My friend says this business is personal.
0: Yes. Um, I hate when people try to insinuate that it's not because we're human beings.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When you're trying to run a business, ideally the people you're working with closest with, it's nice when they're your friends more than nice because business is personal and sometimes the week of Christmas I was having an awful week I was in the ick for probably a whole week if not longer back in the (laughs) ick and I I texted you like I was trying to get better so I could come back to work and I was like I really need to be present at work and then when I knew that wasn't happening and I kind of talked to you through that time but when I knew it wasn't happening I just basically told you hey I'm going black right I'm out yeah yeah. And I'll be back when I'm back, but my head is just barely above the water. So mm-hmm. uh, peace, right? I'm in that space too where it's like, I know that I can turn to you if I'm having an issue. I ha- I'm so happy that I know that I have a person out there who I'm going to be able to text simple words to and say, hey, it's hit the fan. And you're not going to question any part of that. And you're going to give me support and everything's going to be okay. And when we're ready, we'll get back to work the best possible scenario for
0: me. And there's no judgment around it. There's no guilt around it. Mm-hmm. When I had my moment even yesterday, I was kind of in that follow up of I'm still working through the heavy emotions from the weekend and <laughs> it's just like I'm I'm taking a nap. I just need a nap and yeah. I don't feel guilt. I I came up climbing the corporate ladder. I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. Then I worked worked for a Fortune 50 company and the personality types that succeed there are the opposite of what I am. And I was trying to fit in. I was trying to make it work because that's what I thought the definition of success was. And then when I started working for smaller companies, I was still trying to be me, but I was still healing my traumas. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot about showing up But still being a leader, it's been a work in progress of figuring out how to do it correctly, because I think a lot of people, even if you listen to this podcast and you go back into the real world and you think, I can't be my real self, I can't be authentic, I can't ask for what I need. And I will tell you one thing. Is if you feel that trapped, you're in the wrong environment. But number two, those environments do exist. They are fewer and far in between. Actually, it was the last company that I worked for before kind of everything happened and my disability took over and I kind of was, my hand was forced into, I have to find a way to make money that supports the way I live, which is not consistent. Mm-hmm. And that's why I decided I want to make this work because I need to find a way to be able to say that I'm having a really bad day. I'm not showing up. I'm having a bad three days. I'm not showing up. And when you're the business owner, you can in a way do that. So but the last you know person... why I'm laughing
1: just a second. You
0: know why I'm laughing? <laughs> yeah, just not. Because
1: I want our listeners to know that Christina's way of quote unquote not showing up is I'll only do five things instead of 20 today. So go ahead.
0: There's a lot behind that. A lot of my even some of my rest stuff is during creative things. Uh but the last company that I worked for was very human centered mm-hmm. and the people that I met there were like me. The people that I worked with were like me. And that proved to me that there are people out there like us.
1: Yeah. So for us finding um, a space, we're, we're in this part of our healing journey where it's funny the way it lined up is what I really think is interesting because it's like, we're, we have a lot of learning to do. If you come to this podcast and you think, Oh, here's two healed
0: women no but
1: yeah. <laughs> so we are healing we're on our we're healing always
0: routine. healing I think yes. everybody yeah I don't know if you get to a place where healed yeah yeah so you're
1: not going to hear that here you're going to hear um us talk about when we're in the ick when we're doing well when we're having trouble spots when we're working through them you're going to hear our real life in real time yeah. um and in real time we found each other miraculously and now we're combining our businesses into one big business and I love that I love This week I started saying like our business and it felt so good. It feels good to just know there's support and know there's a person there. I know that between you and I, that we'll figure it out
0: too. There's always a solution. You just figure it out. And especially when you have another person there who you can fully trust. And part of me almost feels guilty talking about this. And I'm bringing this up because I, if I were listening to this, I would, Probably feel a little bit of jealousy. Oh, there it is. I can feel it. So as soon as I say something and I can feel the feels, I'm like, okay, I'm onto something. The jealousy of that's not going to happen for me. That's just for other people. And Mm -hmm. feeling that I don't have the tools. I don't have the resources. I don't have the support. I've been through XYZ and feeling like that it's never going to happen. Because I would have felt like that. So there's a book by the the ladies from The Office. I can't remember what it is. And I remember crying during that because I'm like, everybody should have a friend like that. That's amazing.
1: I don't know their real
0: names. (laughs) Yeah. Pam and Angela, I feel embarrassed that I can't remember her name. But I read that book and I thought it made me sad because I wanted that. And I felt like I would never have that. And to anybody that's listening that feels that, I just want to tell you that it will find you if you are open to it. Mm -hmm. and finding the safe spaces and that's part of what you and I are creating for other women right when we the wake them on life community our Facebook group all of these things that we're doing we're working to create that to give women the place to connect and have that safe space to find people that are like this that they can connect with because we know as how powerful it is and we know how hard it is to find
1: right so I get that because I would hear um, people talking to about things I only dreamt about having successful businesses, having really good friends, all these different things. And I felt the same way. And, well, I don't know if I always felt jealous, but I always kind of felt this sadness behind. Like, there's something wrong with me because I can't. But here's the thing about us. We're not just sitting here talking about, oh, our life's so perfect or great. Um, But we're actually, we want to help people to find the tools. That's what our businesses are about. That's why we found the common ground that we're like, no, we have to work together because who I am. Is when I find something good, I have to share it. Yeah, yeah. you know you're you're making a really good uh, neurological pathway, right? Yeah, yeah. So the more you talk about something, and the more you're involved in it, the better you are at it. And that's kind of one of my little tricks in life is like if I want something, I teach it. And um, yeah. Ooh, so I love that. Yeah, yeah. If I want something, I teach it because I'll start teaching it to one of my kids or something, and uh, my kids are like, "Oh, that's your autism." Which by the way, in case you're listening, I haven't been diagnosed with autism, but my kids are like, You're autistic. They're those kids. But uh
0: so they're and that's cool. I'm happy to be autistic, I don't care, but whatever. Uh <laughs> whatever. I think I am too. So yeah, there's absolutely no shame. I think, yeah.
1: Yeah. My kids are like, Are you sharing a special interest, mommy? And I'm like, I, I guess
0: so. Own it. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm teaching you. They're like, okay, I guess we needed to know about butterflies today or whatever, but you know what I mean? So like, they're always joking about it, but like, I just walk around doing it all the time. And some people are like, shut up. And other people are like,
0: interesting. I love it. I think that's part of why we clicked too. I loved first that you love teaching because when I, when we first connected, when we first started talking, I just needed help answering comments and like some admin stuff. And that's what we had first, when we first interacted and then when you started sharing more about what you were doing, you started teaching me and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this chick's really cool. And she's got a lot of knowledge that I want to hear more about. And then I started thinking as it evolved, I want to share this with other people. How do I get her in to help share this with other people? And how do we help each other? And, da, 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 and my... Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was all right in front of us. And it yeah. was, it was scary. I can say I don't feel scared really anymore. I have some questions in the future, but my brain says, we'll figure it out now. Cause that's what my heart feels. Mm -hmm. But like in the beginning, I'm like, how is this going to work? How's the money part going to work? How are we going to do the finances? How's the legal part going to work? How's the family part going to work? You know, so there was all of that. And my brain was really loud. And then I just had to keep using my tools that I have, which for me, it was primarily using breath work and also being brave enough to say out loud to you the things that uh, like maybe I was thinking about, have the tough conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like based on, and here's the, here's the deal, folks, have the tough conversations because they yes. tell oh. you whether this is going to be your thing or not, whether it's a safe space or not.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I think that's part of probably why we have seen so well too, is because we both understood that and came to yeah. this relationship dynamic already feeling that I started doing that in the corporate world, in my relationships there and started having that okay, I'm dropping the mask in the sense of when I was, when I felt like I was ready and I could do it without crying, mind you, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to practice in other ways. So I could do it in the, in the corporate world without crying. But I started to realize how much better I felt when I spoke my piece. And like, I said the things that felt uncomfortable and that's leaning into the discomfort part of what we talked about in the last episode. Yes. And I did that with you and you did that with me. And we both we're loving and compassionate and kind and hearing and then responding and that's huge
1: yeah i had to show you my parts that i was literally yeah. embarrassed
0: damn yeah
1: felt well, shame for me i showed them to you and then i you know because to, really to hide them would take enormous energy
0: yeah it takes more energy which we here's the thing my therapist actually told me this too because I, I realized a part of my subconscious is that I sometimes will prioritize short-term pain for like is that long-term gain in the sense of I'm like, oh, this hurts. So I think I'm going to keep doing it and shoving it down instead of dealing with the, the pain right now and, and dealing with it so that it feels better later. That's what we all do. That's how we yeah. all have trapped emotions and how we all are walking
1: around with trauma and shoving down that pain.
0: But when you start to practice and you start to recognize in a safe way that works with your body, not mm-hmm. sending you into panic, and you start to do it in small pieces and you start to let it go and you face the pain and then in the mm-hmm. pain, it's like the discomfort. You sit with the discomfort in the short term, which feels really heavy, but then you move past it and you're so much lighter instead of holding on to it. And then it becomes like this mountain that's burying you. And that's what, that's what we did with each other. Like,
1: I like sitting with a discomfort. Here's the part I don't like. The steps you have to take to sit with a discomfort. So like literally those first few steps of making the decision to go into your room, shut the yeah. door, <laughs> get private, um, and start. Once I start, I am loving it. My whole body loves it. It's like, yes. yes, this is what we needed. Thank you. But yeah, I fight it too. So breath work is what keeps me centered and grounded. And I fight it. I literally fight doing um, a regular practice of it because I don't want to sit down because I want to be being productive. And um, also because I have that tendency to like, oh no, I'm just going to go watch TV instead of dealing with my feelings, right? Or scroll my phone. But anyway, so getting back to like coming together, like so we are helping people to find these safe spaces. We're creating the safe spaces, filling them with people who are safe, And we're moderating and guiding those spaces
0: and hoping
1: that people will create real connections inside those spaces. And I know that they will because I've been in them and I found them myself. So the people who come into our spaces, guess what? Like that's a step you you can take and then you will get to know people in there. And we're going to have live Zooms. We're going to have sharing spaces where we actually get together on, on Zoom live talking Sharing pieces, if you want to, of yourself and working through things. And in those spaces, you will create a sense of safety, connection, belonging, and you will start to feel confidence that you are not broken, that you deserve this. Mm. It will calm your nervous system, literally.
0: Yeah, that nervous system regulation. We talked about co-regulation a little bit. Yeah. You get that... Even when you're in a, on a Zoom and when you're with people, it's more beneficial when you're in person, but you yeah. still get that. Like your nervous system starts to recognize, oh, I don't have to be on high alert all the time. I right. can let the mask down a little bit.
1: And you know, what i found is, so in those Zooms where I've created these relationships, we've also added each other on Facebook, Instagram, um, wherever, messaging. And we, you know we talk one-on-one with each other in, in private spaces too. So it's helped me to create these little offshoots and all these different relationships that are safe for me. And mm. that's why when I came to you, I was in a place where I could be a good friend and be a good business partner. Mm. And that's, that's if our audience is listening and they're like, I really want that, but it never happens for me. You do have to take some steps and you have to find the safe spaces and you have to take some risks. You're probably going to have to spend some money. And you're probably gonna have to exert some energy in the space of, I'm gonna try this, I don't know if it's gonna work, but I'm gonna give some energy to it.
0: Yeah, it, in and in, in a way, this is part of your trauma healing of knowing that you're going to take a risk and it might fail and that's okay because it's a stepping stone in the right direction and a failure or whatever it is, it's a lesson, it's an opportunity and it helps you to find the next way forward. There are things in my past where I hired a coach, I hired a business coach, all these things. And for a while, I was angry. I spent all this money and it didn't work out how I wanted it to. And now I look and I think, but it it did work out in the sense of it taught me what I, what I don't want to do in my business. It taught me what I don't want to be for my community. Yeah. And it taught me a couple of things that I do want to do. So yeah. if you can look for the value in the lesson and just know that, It's there and keep taking the steps. And if someone has found us and found our podcast there, I believe there's a reason behind it. And there's a reason you're listening to this message. There's a reason you have found us. And maybe the next step is the free group. And then the next step is the program. And the next step is whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. feels good for you, but you've got to be willing to take the steps and keep trying things. And I think that you get to a certain point on your healing journey.
1: That you're ready for those steps.
0: So I believe
1: that the listeners that know that they are ready for that step, they like feel it somewhere in their bones, but maybe they didn't know how to access it. Like, where do I find these safe spaces and safe communities? Do I just like walk out my door? Do I go to church? Do I go to the, you know what I mean? Like, where are you going to meet these people? Those people who are ready, but don't have the tools. We have the tools and we're here to like bring you in and give you a safe space. So if you're listening and that's you, you and we can't wait yeah. to meet
0: you. That And that is my ultimate goal. And I think probably for both of us, what we're doing here is to find those women and to get to those women and say we're here and we want to help. And let us share with you the things that we've learned so you don't have to continue to struggle like we did. And the things that you don't have to keep chasing at all because we finally figured it out and we, we want to make it easier for a lot more people to find what we have found
1: yeah yeah it doesn't have to take as long as it took for us it doesn't Uh, and that's really what we want to do is we want to shorten the space between (laughs) between realizing you need to heal from trauma
0: and
1: um being in a space that feels
0: good shortening that absolutely and that kind of is wraps up what we're talking about today that's why we came together we found each other we realized the magic that was happening when we were working together versus working alone and then both of us just being on a similar journey of wanting to help people and doing it in ways that we could really lean into each other's strengths and really help each other and that's why we came together that's why we started collaborating more and then ultimately yeah. there's I am just so excited about what the future holds for us and this is kind of the beginning and oh yeah We'll look back in a couple of years, and we'll listen to this, and we'll look at everything that we've done, and how many lives we've been able to touch, and just
1: this—this this is the most exciting year of my life. I'm more excited for this year than any other year in my life.
0: I cannot agree more. I will say this before we wrap up. So I'm turning forty in a couple weeks. I've had those moments of grief where I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is just mm-hmm. so far from, where I'm from life to be," and it's weird that I'm—I'm I'm happier. And I'm more content with where I'm at, but also still excited. I was nervous about turning 40 because I kept thinking I'm turning 40 and nothing is the way I had planned. But then with you and all the things that are happening, I'm starting to gain that excitement of like, this is going to be my biggest year yet. And, but this year is going to be phenomenal. And I finally can feel it in my bones of, I can do this. I have the tools. I have the mindset. I finally have the resilience that I've been working to build And I'm ready. And that's a really cool feeling. Exactly. That's 100% how I feel. Okay. So we're going to wrap up this episode because we could talk forever about this. Yeah. So 2024, watch out the things are happening. And if you want to join our community, I will make sure to put the links in the description. We've got paid, we've got free resources, we've got all kinds of stuff. Savannah is working on something really cool. That's going to be coming out, hopefully beginning, maybe mid, February so if you want to hear more about that I will actually drop a link below too in the description for signing up for our newsletter so you will be updated on everything that's going on and when we are ready to launch this amazingness which will be free by the way to start sign up and get some more information and definitely tune in next time As we wrap up another empowering episode of the Awaken Mom Life podcast, remember your journey is valid. Your healing is within reach. If you found value in today's conversation, please share it with someone who might benefit and also leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts because this helps us get to more women who need to hear this message. Connect with us on social media and let's continue this transformative dialogue. Until next time, embrace the power within you and keep shining brightly on your path to healing.